you bought her a coffee for $6.51, and you're Correct. suing for that as well. Was she supposed Correct. to pay you back for buying her a coffee? Did she agree to pay you back yes. for buying her coffee? This is the plaintiff, Lydia. She says she let the defendant use her BJ's warehouse card because she wasn't a member, and the woman refuses to reimburse her. She can't believe the defendant is doing this to her, but she wants her money, and if she has to take her to court to get it, so be it. She's suing for $584.64, every penny of what she's owed. This is the defendant, Jean. She says the plaintiff is taking her own receipts and is trying to get her to pay for things she did not purchase. This woman's simply looking for money, and she's sorry, but she owes her nothing. She's accused of failing a friend. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Lydia. Yes. How is it that you and Ms. Jean know each other? Uh, we used to work together. Okay. So you are suing her because according to you, you kept paying the tab for her and she was supposed to pay you back. Tell me what happened. Um, I had started there in 2019 and the first time was in June of 2019 and then July. We went to BJ's. I had a card she didn't and she was saying that she had no groceries, etc. So... I went there and helped her out. Um, after this, I told her, don't worry. I said, pay me on payday. And shortly after that, I had to go out because I was having surgery. And I was recovering, so that was my priority. Um, I reached out to her when I was mobile again. And at the time, I thought it was less than it was. But I added up certain things, and it was not. And when I first well, no, 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 no. Let's let's go through. Let's go before you get to the end of the story. I want to go through mm -hmm. the story, which, according okay. to you and your complaint, on June twenty second, you went to BJ's. You agreed to pay for her groceries. It's one hundred eight dollars and fifty four cents. Then on Correct. June seventeenth, you bought her a coffee for six dollars and fifty one cents, and you're Correct. suing for that as well. Was she supposed Correct. to pay you back for buying her a coffee? Did she agree to pay you back yes. for buying her coffee? Did she say? Yes. Buy me a coffee and I'll pay you back? Or how did that That's happen? That's correct. Okay. So on June 22nd, you go to BJ's again, and according to you, you, you buy her $131.72 worth of groceries. And now, and now let's go to July 12th, August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd, right. August 10th, over and over, a cost of a coffee, a cost of a pizza, a cost of it. But paydays had happened. Why were you still loaning her money? Uh, I... I tried to be good to her as a friend, and she took advantage of me. Right, but she wasn't, right, but I don't understand. Why do you continue to loan her money when she's supposed to pay you on payday, and payday comes and goes, then just stop. Why didn't you just stop? I should have stopped. I was foolish. 
Okay, well, let me hear from you, Ms. Jean. According to you, she loaned you some money, but it was nowhere near the amount she's talking about. Tell me about that. I used to drive her back. Sometimes in the morning, I would most days drive her home. One day she said, can you take me to BJ's? I said, sure, I can use milk, eggs, and my drink mix. And she said, you know, we get there. I put it in my cart, and she says, don't worry, because I don't give you gas money. I'll, you know, don't worry about it. And as far as the coffee, she would leave. We weren't used to work at a hospital. She would go, I'll be right back. I'm coming, you know, I'm going for coffee. Never said I wanted a coffee. She would come up and say, here you go. And I did not ask for the coffee. And there was no agreement on paying it back. Why would somebody who was that nice and so giving then all of a sudden turn around and file a lawsuit against you? What do you think snapped? That's the way she is. There was a time we didn't talk for four months. One day she gave me um, one of those insulated coffee cups. The next day she didn't talk to me for four months. I asked her when we finally did start talking, why, you know, what happened? She said somebody said I called her a crybaby, and I didn't. Okay, let me ask you a question. In the text, I see something about her stealing something. What are you talking about? We went on the self-serve line, and she ran past the chicken and, uh, no, chicken, the sh sugar, and Excedrin. And I, I didn't make that text up. You saw it was from her. Okay. I didn't know until How afterwards. much do you owe her? Because you agree that you owe her something. What is it you owe her? I agree. Well, what would you figure milk, eggs, and drink mix? 25 bucks? I offered to Zella Cigarette. to her. She said she had an account. And when I went to Zella to her, you know, through the phone, it said, said she does not have an account. Okay, but why should I believe then, that it's just $25 when I see your text where you say to her, don't make me come, she's really upset in February, don't make me come there to get my money. I want it, not $20. You've had six months, this is not a joke. The money she'd been asking for was $100. Then you say, I literally don't have it. When I did, I said I would send you 20 to start. So if you believe 20 is a down payment, which 20, is what this text says. I did not owe what, no, I need you to stop just talking over me. And I need Sorry. you to make sense. I'm Sorry. asking you a specific question. So wait to hear the question and then persuade me out of what I'm thinking this means. When you say to somebody, I literally don't have it. When I did, I said I would send you 20 to start. So why would I think $20 is the whole bill? No, I would say $25, $30 most. Not no hundred dollars. But you never say that. You never say that. She's talking about you owing her a hundred and you say you're going to start paying. Now, let me ask you, if I'm looking at text after text that goes on for months about her owing you a hundred bucks, how did that blow up into 500 and something dollars all of a sudden in this lawsuit? I would like to know after the same I thing. After I looked at my statements and when we went to BJ's, also cigarettes, Rite Aid, lunch, etc. I know, but you can't just look at statements and say, every time I go to BJ's, I'm going to bill her. Because in the text, True. let me tell you the other thing you say. Let's get down and dirty. If I don't get my money by your next payday, and that's being generous, I will take you to court, and it won't be for $100. It will be plus right. all court fees. So keep playing your games, except for that when you did have to take her to court, just like you threatened, it wasn't for 100 You went back right. months and months earlier and magically remembered that it was five times the amount you've said in the text. Why should I believe that? Because it's the truth. I mean, not only was it there, it was cigarettes, everything, 
that I could do. Yeah, to you know what? Thing. I got an idea. If you're going to sue somebody for a cup of coffee and cigarettes, have some better record keeping and have some evidence True. of it. If you need to get paid back for cigarettes and you need to get paid back for coffee, then there better be an accounting that kind of makes sense. Okay? Did you ever pay the $20, Ms. Jean? No, I offered. She wanted me to give it to a coworker, okay. and I did not want to get... You know, go through a middle person. You guys don't work together still, do you? You guys, I, I, no. I think you just didn't want to pay. But you, do you guys still work together or no? You're done with each other, right? No. Yes. Okay. I'm ordering you, uh, Ms. Jean, to pay the plaintiff the sum of $100. If it was good enough for her back then, it's good enough for me. $100 verdict for the plaintiff. Thanks, Your Honor. Jean, what do you think about that? How do you feel about the judge's verdict? Um... I'm not too happy about it, but I'm just glad to get done, be away with this because I just think the whole thing was a crazy thing. It does seem kind of crazy, but do you think it's it's fair enough that you do at least owe her at least a hundred bucks? How about that? No, no, I don't. All right, and the friendship like that's over because you don't work together anymore, correct? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> all right, Lydia, <laughs> I know the friendship is all over. Uh, you didn't get what you were asking for, but. And you know, come on, you were actually suing for cups of coffee and stuff like that's a little petty. But how do you feel about the $100? Uh, I feel that she was fair. And unfortunately, when someone, you know, keeps going on and on and on and not paying you back, you know, I, I was honest and I was a good friend. She took advantage of me. I'm glad it's over. All right, that'll wrap it up for this case. Here are the judges. Before the miraculous digital age that we live in, this would have been what we call the she said, she said case, right? right? One person says this happened, the other person says no, it didn't. But now we've got this trail of text messages. And from the text messages. They're the best, aren't they? It's amazing. Aren't they the it's best a when they have. Roadmap for judges. That's really right. Is. Roadmap for judges. Texts and emails. It's the unfiltered version of whatever it is that happens. Exactly. You know, because they have no idea a judge is going to read it. Exactly. And two, two people who were friends and coworkers. Uh, to have this kind of rancor and this kind of dispute over... I mean, look, if you can't afford to buy a co-worker a cup of coffee, don't. Right. If it's going to eat at you the way it ate at this woman for this long, then just don't. Exactly. Just don't. Right. Okay, this one's from Bob. Hey, Harvey, can I sue and win against a neighbor that continually allows goldenrod weeds to grow all over his property giving me allergies twice a year. Thanks. I think you're out of luck, Bob. <laughs> if, they, if this person is growing um, weeds, I should say legal weeds, uh, and um, there's no encroachment on your property, I think you got to take sinus medication. That's going to do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Dorothy Christian. She says she loaned the defendant money because he was a fellow church member in need and the louse won't pay her back. She's tired of hearing his lies and excuses and is suing for the $2,500 she loaned him.
is the defendant Lorenzo Haggins. He says the plaintiff gave the money to church so they could buy a new tent. The plaintiff never put any money in his hands, and he therefore doesn't owe her anything. He's accused of letting a church lady down. All parties, please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says that she loaned a fellow church member a bunch of money and the fast-talking guy isn't paying her back. Now, the defendant says the plaintiff gave the money to the church, not him, and he owes nothing. It's the case of church honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Ms. Christian, talk to me. What's going on here? Hi, um, yes, it's back in 2019 of March. I spoke with um, Lorenzo Higgins on that day. I spoke with him on March 7th. I was getting ready to go on vacation. And uh, we discussed some things about the And tent you were and... a member of the congregation? Yes. In fact, did you have a position of authority at that time in the congregation? I was his administrative assistant. All right, so you talked to him about what? A tent, tell me about that. Um, well, we had been discussing doing tent revivals, and he went to purchase a tent, and um, he had went, he came to the team and said, well, he wanted everyone to donate it $100 a piece and then get other get friends to donate 100 a piece. So everybody be done donated $500. Um, so I think all of that went through, but it was a balance owed of $2,500. And when I spoke with him... Because the um, tent was how I'm, much? Mr. Hagen's the tent was how much? Uh, the tent was $4,500. Okay, so go on, Ms. Christian. So I didn't put money actually in his hand. I actually paid it to their um, tent owner. And what was the I, deal? Who was supposed to pay you back? Um, Mr. Hagen, he um, said he will definitely... And was there ever a time limit on when he should pay you back? Um, yes, it was... After the tent revival, and it ended April 30th of 2019, um, the tent revival. How did it go? And How did the tent revival pay... go? Oh, it was awesome. It went very well. It went yeah. very well. Um, was it financially lucrative? In. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what happened? Did he pay you? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, so he doesn't pay you in April, May, June, July. When do you finally say, hey, when, when am I going to see my money back? I think it was two weeks after, and we discussed that um, he would try to give me $700 within a week, and that would make him have, uh, pay me probably the end of May, $700. Okay. Um, that never did happen. And? Um, okay. And so we discussed some more times about the money. Then he said, I promise to pay you back. And it never did occur. And then he spoke with me again, and he said um, that he was in a car accident. And once he get his settlement with that, that he will definitely make sure I get paid. Okay. And uh, and you never got paid. Are you still no, a member of that congregation? No, ma'am. What made you no. decide to leave? Um, it was just a lot of confusion, um, a lot of just discombobulation with the team. Um, Pastor Lorenzo, well, Prophet Lorenzo, that's what, we have an evangelistic team. We went out and evangelized um, to different cities. Um, once in a while, we would all get together and, you know, fellowship. But he had started just a lot of confusion with some of the members, with all of us. And it caused us to, to bicker back and forth. 
Um, one, he would tell one person one thing and then come to another person and do another. Um, he talked about that I did not, he didn't owe me any money. He just owed me $500, but I'm making a big deal out of it. And then I was like, well, okay. no, that is not it. But I did not discuss it with the other team member because it wasn't their business. It was between me and Prophet Hagens at that time. Okay. So I well, Prophet Hagens, I have a question for you. What's going on? She says you owe her $2,500. Talk to me. Well, she was my right-hand person when it came to administrative work. She was phenomenal at what she did. So I discussed with her. I said, hey, look, I'm, I'm worried that we're not going to make this. She volunteered. She volunteered to step up and say, well, Prophet, the Lord dealt with me. They helped go ahead and help you get this finished. Now, as far as a time limit, there was not a time limit on it simply because that... I have a question. Literally... You say there was no time limit, but then that implies that you acknowledge that you are supposed to pay it back. It's not a gift. Well... From what I'm understanding, and that's what I'm going to get into with you. Um, as I kept going, she would text me. She said to me, she said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to knock $1,000 off of it, and you just pay me $1,500. All of that, again, she never paid me. She never gave me $2,500. She never no, but she gave at your direction $2,500 so you wouldn't be short for something you wanted to do, which is conduct revivals. So, and I'm asking you, are you acknowledging that that is something you were supposed to pay her back? Yes or no? She and I discussed that. She and I discussed it, and I said, when it get to a place that we can get everything together, I'll make it to make it right. I'm a fair person. I want to make I want to make things right. So I said, "Well, it, how much have to, you paid?" Well, ma'am, everything went downhill from there. The plaintiff wants the money back she loaned to the defendant, but he says the plaintiff gave the church the money for a new tent. Let's listen. You've paid zero. You've paid zero. Yeah, how many I revivals have you had? How's the revival business was... doing? Is it not is it not booming the revival business right now? I mean, how many revivals have you had? How, how, I mean, cause it's been a year and a half. So, and you have paid her zero. So if she says, hey, I'll take a thousand off if you pay me 15 and you don't pay it, that's still you paying zero. So when is it appropriate to say, hey, pay up, man, you gotta pay up. Well, I mean, here, here, here is the thing with that. Just because you go and do a revival don't always mean it's going to be a good turnout or the financial side of it is going to be that great. And she knows that. And she, under, she, she knows this. She knows this. She knows that just because I may prosper in this area to carry a revival on this end, it may not be a good, as better of a turnout as it is. And of course, I, I can honestly tell you with the weather, with the weather and all of this that's been going on, I did not. The weather have in the last year and on. a half? Man, I'm asking you a specific it, my... question. In the last year and a half, it's judge. In the last year and a half, Prophet, tell me how many revivals you've done. Just tell I me. Said one, two, ten. One time. I might have set it up one time since that last um, crusade. So two times in total in a year and a half. 
Yes. That tent has not been up. Okay. Now I'm asking you, Ms. Christian, do you know that to be a truthful statement or a false statement? I'm curious. I, from what I understand, I think he done had it up twice after that. Because I know... Um, so three times. I had so. heard, yes. Okay. Mr. Higgins, mm -hmm. why should a judgment not be issued against you? Um, in your well, answer to the complaint, you say, well, nothing's in writing, so I don't know her anything. Well, of course, that's not true, because you can have a verbal agreement to pay somebody. So why should I not issue a judgment against you? Welcome back to the People's Court. It sounds like Judgment Day is upon us. We are not talking God. We are talking judge. Let's go back into the courtroom. Your Honor, I'm sorry. I want to say that's this. That's right. In, in all reality, every, she's not the only one who put funds into this, this project. So if that is the case, then everybody that gave willingly and helped... Well, hold on. If there are any other loans... Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. People who gave willingly and helped, that's, you don't have to pay that back. Those are contributions. Exactly. It's people who loaned $2,500 that you have to pay back. That's who you but have to pay she... back. I'm ruling... Go ahead. What were you going to say? Go ahead. But then she then calls she... back and said, she says on the phone, you know what, I'm going to let it go. It is what it is. And that's it. So she's No, that's not what you said in your stuff. answer to the complaint. What you say in your answer to the complaint is that at one point she said, God has spoken to me and said, donate another thousand, so you only have to pay me 1500 That's what we call in the law an offer of settlement. Did you take the settlement? Did you pay the 1500 See, if this case was you paid the 1500 and now she's coming after you for the 1000 I agree with you. That would be a settlement. But let's recap. You acknowledge it's supposed to be paid back. You say business hasn't been good, because I guess the revival business is not booming in the last year and a half. And then you tell me in the answer to the complaint, she has no proof, so I don't have to pay it. Yes, you do have to pay it. No, you don't get to take advantage of her offer for you to only pay her 1500 because you didn't settle it. And now you have to pay the entire $2,500. Verdict for the plaintiff against Prophet Hagens in the amount of $2,500 plus, of course, your court costs. That's my verdict. Private Higgins, what are you thinking right now? I mean, it is what it is. It's over with, it's done, it's over with. So, all is well. Well, it's not well. You have a judgment against you for $2,500. You're gonna have to pay her. That's the, that's the, the court's ruling. What does a prophet do when you're not holding tent revivals? Do you have a regular church well, where you're prophetizing? Well, no, what, what, what it is, is because of the pandemic that we're under, I have not been able to put that tent up due to various reasons. And it, right now, I'm just taking advantage of the rest time. So it, it is what it is. We, we'll be all as well. All right. Well, I know you understand the situation. All I can say is good luck to you. All right, Ms. Christian, um, you got a judgment now for $2,500. Yes. How you feel? <laughs> I'm glad to get my money back, and I will always have respect for him. You know, he is who he is, and I just wanted my loan back, and I'm, I'm just happy I got it, finally. It is done, right. and it is finished, and I'm excited. <laughs> well, congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. All right, let's see what the judges have to say in another session of After the Verdict. If you stiff somebody when they lend you money, 
It doesn't really matter what kind of uniform you're wearing, if you have a collar on or a badge or a robe, <laughs> somebody's going to potentially come and get you and make you pay in a courtroom one yeah. day, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's I kind mean, of the lesson here. I, I think what kind of bothers me is that he's supposed to be a man of the cloth and he has paid literally zero when he knows that he owes the money. Right, that does right. Bother me. I, mean, he might have missed I don't that. care how bad business has been. You could pay $10, $100. You could, and when you tell somebody you're going to pay $700 next week, pay it. Right. But I, I just don't, I, you know, he really has well, no he excuse. Said, no, he said, hey, I'm a businessman and I would have put it in writing. I would have done it this yeah, way. Yeah, that's actually what he says. I'm a businessman. I would have put it in writing. Shame on her. Really? Right. For right. trusting a, a man of the cloth. Right. It does seem like. Uh, this was a genuine debt. Yeah. Okay, now, Mandy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, let's say you are backing out of a parking spot and another person is backing out of their spot. Who's at fault if the two cars back up and hit each other? Well, if it's just a situation where you're in a private parking lot and that happens and nobody has the right of way, you both have a duty to look when you back up. And I would think in a situation like this, without knowing more specifics, it is likely that a judge would say, this is what you call comparative negligence. And you look at what each person did, and it could be 50-50, it could be one person was more at fault, but usually it's gonna be both people somewhat at fault if a crash occurs like this. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Ashley Jeffers. She says the defendant avoided a cat in his car and crashed into her fence, damaging it. He said he would pay for it to be repaired, but hasn't. And she's suing him for the $500 she had to pay someone to fix her fence. This is the defendant, Michael Steffi. He says he's a good person because he left a note on the plaintiff's door saying he damaged her fence. He was ready to fix the fence, but was told to stay off her property. And the plaintiff even threatened him. He's accused of not mending fences. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant crashed into her fence and destroyed her chicken coop and will not fess up and pay. Now, the defendant says he feels horrible about the chicken, some of which died, and was ready to fix the fence, but the plaintiff kicked him off the property. It's the case of Love Me Chicken Tender. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Jeffers, um, I really should start with Mr. Steffi, who knows exactly what happened because he was there and it happened with his car. So let's start with the defendant, which is not usual, but Mr. Uh, Steffi, tell me what happened. Okay, um, I just got off work and I was on my way to my friend's house and I swerved to miss his cat and the cat swerved into me. So I... I hit the curb, and when I hit the curb, the uh, the car brushed their fence, and it didn't really do a whole lot of damage. It just knocked the mirror off my side and, and hit their fence. I just brushed along it. I didn't hit it head on or nothing. And um, so I sat there for a little while. I got my tire fixed, and they weren't home. So I figured the right thing to do was to go up and leave my name and phone number and information so they could get a hold of me. And um, I had asked them if they would uh, allow me to fix the fence because I'm I'm more than capable of fixing the fence. And they agreed to that. And uh, when I went to go get the wood, I didn't realize it was going to be so much. And um, <laughs> they had offered to let me, they had offered to let me do it Monday, you know, Saturday night, I got off work late and I was supposed to do it then. And 
when I was at the the at the store to get the wood, I didn't realize it was going to be so much, and they told me I could just wait till Monday. Well, during the course of that day, Saturday night, Sunday morning, I guess a a dog had got in there. Well, you tell me about that, Miss Jeffers. The gate that he, when you came, how did you notice the note on the door? Uh, Were you guys out and then you came home and you saw it? It was actually my husband. He got off work at 4.30 and he was the one that contacted me and said, there's a note on the door. And then he went out, checked the damage and then showed me the damage. Um, Okay. And yeah, we we figured we don't, we just wanted the fence fixed. (laughs) We didn't really, right. we didn't want to involve insurance or anything if we didn't have to, because it was really okay. nice of him to leave a note. He didn't have to, and I realized that, and it's definitely appreciated. Well, sure. morally, he has to. Morally, it is absolutely <laughs> the right thing. It is a travesty that we live in a society where doing exactly what you're supposed to do is heroic. Um, but yes, that's 100%, and I hope you pay that forward. Um And yet, look at us, we're here. So what went wrong? He was going to fix it on Saturday night, and he didn't. The accident was when? On Uh, Thursday, Uh, September 3rd. Okay. So Um, he's going to fix it on Saturday night. You guys tell him it's late. Don't worry about it. You can do it Monday. And what happens? Well, he had originally said he would actually fix it Friday after work. And when he texted us, because my husband left a voicemail on Thursday, and then I'm sure he was off. And then my... He started texting my husband. My husband was at work on Friday. So then me and Michael started texting back and forth. And he asked, he wanted good photos of the damage so he could count the boards and see exactly how many he had to replace. And he wanted the measurements. And then he said, you know, he's got a Lowe's account. Can he do it tomorrow? And then we were like, yeah, that's fine. We had kind of put stuff in the yard to block the fence because it was actually the fence that connected to our chicken coop on the side of the road. And we had just kind of hillbillied it together to try to keep it from the chickens from getting out. And then overnight on sometime between Friday night and Saturday morning, I left for work at 4.30 in the morning. Um, My husband got a knock on the door at approximately like 7.30 and it was a neighbor of ours and he had stated that, you know, that we that he better get up because there were pretty morbid two dogs ripping apart chickens on the sidewalk. So then, it, and they're my daughter's How did the pet dogs chickens. Get in? I thought you said that you put something up there. We did. They must have pushed through it. It was like we had put like the chicken feeder in the way and, you know, some other boards we had. It wasn't put together well by any means. We didn't know something would try to get in. We assumed that we were preventing the chickens from getting out. And right. so they must have pushed through. And then that day I, I did send Micah, Michael, I'm sorry. Uh, I was very upset. <laughs> I was at work and I was, I was upset. And I was like, you know what? I was all for you fixing it. But now I'm, you know, basically I was really angry and really upset, you know? And then I realized that's kind of silly. He didn't hit the fence in order to kill chickens. That wasn't his intention. It was just something that happened. And that day it was, then he, I believe he went to Lowe's that day to look at the boards, and that's when he found out they were six or seven inch boards, and we thought that would look kind of silly. So we 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 said it's fine, just you know the damage is done. Let's wait till Monday, no big deal. So Monday morning, I'm not exactly sure the time, probably around like nine or so. It was Labor Day, 
And we texted him and I was like, what's your ETA? And he said early, cause it's going to be 110 outside today. So I want to get it done early. And then before noon, he texted me and said that he basically only had $60 to his name. And by then I was very frustrated and I was just like, you know, Never mind. We'll just, you know, basically do so it. So I saw the receipt for the two fifty-seven for the lumber. Then you paid somebody a hundred bucks to do it, and then there's thirty dollars in screws. Uh, the mm-hmm. rest of your lawsuit is about the chickens. Um, yes. The amount you're estimating to replace the chickens and raise them into laying hens. You said your daughter was very fond of the chickens. The chickens. How old's your daughter? She's 10 now. We got them about three years ago, and Michael was very apologetic. You could tell he felt bad about the chickens he offered to get us 10 that's horrible welcome back to the people's court well it's a chicken massacre here with the exception of one let's go back into the courtroom i know you feel bad and i know you would have wanted to have more money in your pocket to do the right thing but when you didn't have more money in your pocket to do it um you understand that she doesn't have to just keep waiting for you to have more money in your pocket. Because no, no, I, if I, you said you were going to do it Saturday, then you said you were going to do it Monday. Um, you know, how long does she have to wait? Um, I would have had it done that day. I was $40 short right then at that time because nobody else I knew was awake or home because it was a Monday. There was people working. I could have borrowed the money, but I just didn't. I was $40 short. Well, it was short. Labor Day. And she, yeah. She told me that I, I would need 13 boards to finish the whole thing. And um, so it was So you actually asked money. her to front you 40 bucks, right? In, in a sense, I just needed help for that $40 so I could get the fence done because I got paid the day after that on a Wednesday. And um, okay. later on, I had that money. That money did end up coming in. I could have had it done. But they had already called the police department on me and filed a complaint. And they had gave me till 5 o'clock that day to finish it. And by noon, they had already fired me and had somebody else doing it. Well, they didn't fire you. You said you couldn't do it. I I would have had the money. I just didn't know that the place that they were sending me was going to be more expensive than Meeks, Home Depot, and Lowe's. But in the end, it only took 10 boards to finish it. And I probably could have got them. All right, Mr. Steffi. Uh, You know, my, I have my eldest daughter um, when she was in high school, hit a car in a parking lot. And of course, I raised her to do the right thing as well. And she left a note and, um, on the windshield wiper. And of course, the, pers- the person w- was windshield wiping on the highway when she realized there was a note and grabbed the note while she's on the highway or it would have flown off. And then she called and was so uh, appreciative of the note and everything else. And then when it was time to repair her car, she demanded that I rent her an eight-person passenger van because that's what my daughter hit. I'm like, it's one day. You're not going to have eight people there one day. And she demanded that I do it, and so I did it. And I remember thinking, geez, you know. So I understand that in your head, perhaps giving you more time would have been a reasonable thing to do because it's obviously a much cheaper repair if you can do it yourself. What you have to understand, though, is that She wants the job done. She doesn't know you from a hole in the wall. And she didn't know that you couldn't get the job done because you didn't have enough cash in your pocket to get the job done at that moment. And if you could see how someone in her position just wants it done at this point, you still had one chicken, right? We do. We have one. And yeah, we've named her Beyonce. One of the chicken wasn't. So, you know, she's a Beyonce (laughs) because she's a survivor. I love it. Um, But... 
you know, you can understand from her perspective that she wants to get the job done. And she's oh, right. Yeah, she doesn't totally have to make it as cheap for you as possible. I guess the thing I'm struggling with is, is it his fault that dogs ate the chickens? And I don't think it is. I, I think that it behooved you and your husband to make arrangements where something couldn't get in to hurt the chickens. Um, yeah. Because that didn't work. And I, I just don't think, I'm so sorry for everybody, most of all your daughter, but I just think it's one of those things. And I don't think you could have foreseen it. So I'm not blaming you. I, I, I think that, oh. you, as you said, you were thinking of the chickens not getting out. You couldn't foresee that stray dogs or someone's dog would get out and come in. I get that. But I also think he couldn't foresee it either. I don't think that's on him. Yeah. So I'm not going to make uh, him pay I for understand. the chickens. I am going to make him pay the 257 the 100 and the 30 for a total of $387 that they had to pay to get the stuff fixed. It's a pleasure to meet all of you, $387. And, of course, your, your filing fee, verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Mr. Steffi, I know you feel bad about this. But one thing we never heard about, what happened to the cat? Did the cat make it? It was their cat. Uh, from what I hear, um, the cat didn't make it. Okay, well, at least that's good. Yes. How do you feel about the judge's decision? What do you think? I, I don't think you're surprised, are you? No, no, no. There was no doubt that I had to pay the money for the fence. There was no doubt of it ever getting fixed. It would have got done. Um, but they told me that they had laughed about later on that evening about, you know, next time if they could teach me a lesson, it would be not to leave my information on the door next time which I thought was kind of so wrong with people nowadays sometimes, I guess. Well, the judge congratulated you for doing what was right. You did the right thing. Ms. Jeffers, what happens now? You're going to get the money. You're going to get it fixed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And how many chickens did you lose altogether? So we had five. Uh, four were lost, and then one broke her leg. And so we splinted that up and she's fine. So we have one chicken left. <laughs> Good for you. All right. All right. Let's see what the judges think about this case. Another session now of After the Verdict. I'd like to think that every time somebody leaves a note on a car like that, like our daughter did that one time, that they do it because they think it's the right thing to do. But, you know, today... Every other house has one of those doorbell cameras. Oh, yeah. They all have surveillance cameras. All the businesses have them. So sometimes I wonder if it's like a little bit of that and a little bit of, hey, I wonder who saw me. Uh, <laughs> and the real proof of whether your intentions are, are golden and correct is do you get over there and fix it? And uh, in this instance, I think uh, he could have fixed it a little sooner. Just get over there and start. Yeah, he really should have. They, they told him, you know, the deed is done. The chickens have been killed. Right. You know, right. just he got out of work on late on Saturday night. Wait till Monday. Right. But to his credit, he apparently he checked, and there was a separate like chicken fence to keep the chickens safe inside the yard. He did. He kind of rigged it up because nobody was home, so he rigged it. Right. He rigged it up, and you know, he fixed his tire, so he was there a long time. He wasn't trying to escape any liability. Right. It's just, right. you know. I just feel bad about the chickens. Me too. Yeah. Okay, this one's from Michael. Hey, Harvey. Uh, I'm going through a breakup with my girlfriend, and she's refusing to let me take the bedroom set I paid for. What should I do? Well, even if you paid for it, what's her position? I don't know the answer to that. His first position is you paid for it, but you gave it to her as a gift. That's one thing. If you were supposed to, you know, use it jointly, that's another thing. If it was always yours, then you sue her if she won't pay you and you can get the money for it back. 
but those factors are going to be really important in deciding who's right and who's wrong here. Um, by the way, this is something you should try to sit down and work out because going to court is never worth it, especially if it's not a ton of money. We'll see you next time.